0: everybody, welcome to episode number 15 of Beautifully Healthy. I'm Dr. Allison Key. I'm excited to be here with you today. Of course, Erica Smith. Hello. My right-hand gal's here, and we are joined today by Amanda Wilson. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We, I have been knowing you for quite a while now. Yes. And you teach at Bremen High School. I do. What do you teach at Bremen High School? Uh, Well, I am the business department at the high school. I'm the only business teacher. I am the business department. (laughs) The whole thing. (laughs) One and
1: only. Um, No, but I teach small business development. So we teach introduction to business, um, business law, and then entrepreneurship. And we also started a couple years ago financial literacy for our seniors. So they'll go through the financial literacy class before they graduate.
0: Those are pretty heavy classes, Mm -hmm. but so important. Yes. As a physician... And now, as a business owner, and even bef- before I was a business owner working in corporate medicine, I feel like that was a huge gap in my education. You know, years of education that I've had, all kinds of big, important, fancy classes that I've had, and I knew nothing about business, mm-hmm. nothing about starting a business, owning a business, running a business, calling my mom it's not about as tax easy questions. As people think. No, it's not. It's also not as hard mm-hmm. in some respects as you think, either if you're kind of if you know what you're doing mm-hmm. but today kids are you know married to their cell phones mm-hmm. I read a really interesting article recently about how um, it was from an HR director who hires a lot of young people and she said you know they're glued to their phones So you think they would know all about technology but you ask them to call someone on the phone or they have to handle a disgruntled customer and the world and they stops spinning, it. they can't yeah. do it. So having that financial literacy is probably critical for these kids. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a lot of my classes that I feel like all the kids should have. Uh, You know, with the introduction class, even if you're not planning to go into medicine, you know, we have a huge nursing program at the high school, and it's so funny because I'll get students that come in and say, well, I don't need business class, I'm gonna be a nurse. And so I'll tell them, okay, so you're telling me you're never gonna have a customer, I mean, a patient, come to you and, and need to buy your product, I mean, take your medicine, that you'll have to convince them to live this healthy lifestyle, and they say, oh, gosh. I guess I could use these marketing skills or these persuasion skills or things like that. And and then I'll ask him, I'll say, you know, well, how are you going to get your job if you've never filled out a resume or a cover letter or mm-hmm. an application? And they're like, oh, man, maybe this is going to be the class for me, you oh, know, it's and, critically important. Um, and so I think it, if it's great for every student. And I know a lot of people see business and they're like, well, I'm not going into business, but everybody is
0: in sales. I didn't think I was going into business either. Yeah. And here Mm -hmm. we are.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, the most profitable individuals in our country are people who had a passion for medicine or whatever, and opened their own shop, you know, whether that's candle making or, you know, therapeutic services or medicine or or whatever the spirit leads, you know, for
0: you to do with your life. I really think that's a a huge part of it. I feel like God gives us all a gift. And when you really tap into what your gifts are and what, what God's really put as the calling on your life, no matter what it is, there's no way you can fail. You're going to be successful. So, um, it is important to have those skills Mm -hmm. that prepare you for whatever life may bring. And you do not know, I'm sorry. You do not know at 16, 17, 18,
1: (laughs) Sometimes
0: mm-hmm. even 25 years old, 35 years old, what you want to do with the no, rest of your life. Absolutely not. All we can do is build a foundation. Yeah. You know, and I tell the kids sometimes, you know,
1: guys, you may never write a cover letter in your entire life, but I'd rather you know how to do it and
0: never need it than need it and have no idea what to put on it. Well, we're in the process of doing some hiring, you know, as we continue to expand. And um, that resume says just about everything I need to know mm-hmm. about absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, I, I know from the email you send Mm -hmm. that says emails. Oh, oh, emails (laughs) are so bad. (laughs) But you know, most, most grammar, punctuation, (laughs) emojis, (laughs) subject uh, lines. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I am sort of a grammar snob Mm -hmm. really. And when, um, when I get an email, a lot of them just come through the website. So it goes to the general email address, which comes straight to me most of the time. And I almost know, right then if this is gonna work or mm-hmm. not work and i hate to say it that way but there's something so critically important about the way you present yourself mm-hmm. in writing and in person sure um, no matter what kind of job you're trying to get if you come in looking like you rolled out of bed mm-hmm. you know i'm assuming you're bringing your best today you're, you're supposed your to. best yeah mm-hmm. and, this is and your best. interview clothes like mm-hmm. don't yeah. show up in your tennis shoes and your jeans mm-hmm. I, like you said bring your best i mm-hmm. mean yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we work
1: on all of that. We work, we have a business dress Thursday that the kids hate where every single Thursday my students are supposed to dress in business casual and I try to get them to see it's not church clothes, which that I can't even use anymore because most churches are so casual, casual that yeah, yeah. these are what the kids wear to church, which is fine. You know, that's not the point. The point is that, you know, you're supposed to come in and work clothes. And there's a lot of research that says, you know, the better you're dressed, the better you perform. Absolutely. And that's why we, you know, dress up on presentation days. We do tests on Thursdays and
0: things like that to try to you know, give them as much as we can. Awesome. Well, the main reason we ask you to come on today and we appreciate you being here is for sort of the um the under talked about New Year's resolution and we're on into month 2 now of uh of 2020, but it is not too late to gain financial freedom and this mm-hmm. is sort of an area of expertise for you.
1: It is. It's a passion of mine that I never really thought would be a passion, but once I got into it, it was something that we needed to do as a family and once I realized this works and, and I got to tell everybody about this and so it's become a passion I've I've done some research and and I love to share this information with people and you teach your students this as well I do this is um, the curriculum that the high school seniors will go through before they graduate they're taking it right now actually um, online their senior year it's uh, it's the Dave Ramsey foundations of personal finance for high school kids
0: awesome Mm -hmm. so they're sort of getting that advantage before they ever hopefully even have a chance to go into debt.
1: Yes, I used to be able to teach the class in class where I actually had a semester full one-on-one like a traditional course and I just... I knew more, more students had to have it. And I just didn't have the ability to teach all the students before they graduated. And so thanks to West Georgia, I care, uh, I care with our good friend, Jennifer, Jennifer Carter. Carter. Yeah. Yes. She came alongside with us and sponsored the program to be able to offer the online course to every senior. That's so now awesome. instead of the 28 or 29, I'd get a year in one class.
0: Now I get all 145. So what are they learning in this class? What can we apply as non high school students? Yes. our lives to sort of work toward that financial freedom well my students have called it adulting 101
1: So it's all things money. It's not only just learning what is a budget and how to make a budget and how to stick to a budget, but it's, you know, renting, buying a home, um, what kind of mortgages do you need to purchase, uh, what kind are they out there, uh, investing, you know, Roth IRA versus traditional. Uh, They cover um, cars. So, you know, knowing the most expensive way to own a car is leasing versus Borrowing a car from a friend. Sometimes that's even a conversation that they have. You know, you might not be prepared to purchase a car yet. You don't want to put it on payment, so see if you can work out something with your roommate or something like that. Alternative ways of transportation. Um, They talk about savings accounts, taxes. We talk about how to fill out an I-9 and a W-4, how to fill out a 1040EZ, you know, all those kinds of things that they should never do on their own, but they can if they need to. It's awesome.
0: That was a great resource. I mean, I mm-hmm. wish I would have that class mm-hmm. I, in yeah. high school. Yeah. I'll never forget that she's going to kill me for telling this story. My family made this on me before this podcast is okay. over. We took my. Judy's sister- for sure going to disown you. <laughs> she is going to disown <laughs> me. My mom sits in the corner and works sometimes while we're recording these podcasts. And there's never a week that she doesn't blush or give me the I look.
1: She wasn't in here when you started this. Yeah, story. I ran her out a while ago <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: flirting with some bodybuilder guy. Just kidding. Wasn't really flirting. Mm. I'm, I'm a happily married woman. Um... <laughs> What was I saying? Oh, uh, your family. Yeah, years my ago. family, yes. So, my sister uh, is about 12 years younger than me. So, my husband and I chaperoned her senior cruise, and we were at dinner one night with her and one of her girlfriends both of whom wanted to be nurses. And we were talking about how much money, you know, you're going to make and paying taxes and whatnot. And I remember one of them said, Oh my goodness. So after you pay taxes, like you make the same thing a nurse does. And I was like, nurses pay taxes too. Like you're (laughs) going to pay taxes also. And that's going to come off the top of your quote unquote average salary. That's money you're never going to see. And they were just dumbfounded. Yeah. Yeah, Just could not fathom that.
1: Yeah. We all pay taxes. Well, and you know, they also talk about in this course um, going to college, you know, going to college debt-free. Um, how do you, how do you go to college without student loans? And they give them those opportunities to, to say, you know, college choice is the biggest mistake that people make when they're Mm -hmm. trying to decide and, and it's kind of on the parents. I'm going to get some hate mail for this, but, um, Wilson means business on Facebook. You can email me there. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but, but a lot of times parents are like, oh, well, they just want to go wherever, you know, this is their dream school or whatever. And I'm just going to take all these parent plus loans and make their dreams come true. And then you're not helping anybody, Yeah, you know, because now the kids coming out, you know, the average um, student graduating from college now is graduating with $35,000 in student debt. Jeez. And the average starting salary for someone with a bachelor's degree is thirty five dollars to $40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's people with, as Dave Ramsey says, people have these student loans around so long they think it's a pet, like they name it and <laughs> you know, buy stuff for it because mm-hmm. it's just always going to be there. Uh, And and it just doesn't have to be that way.
0: For so many years, we pushed college, 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 Mm college, college. And college is great. And I'm a big advocate for getting an education. However, it's not for everybody. Mm -mm. And there are lots of trades out there that pay more than... They can make whatever they want to make right now because there aren't enough people doing it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So critically important... What's the number one best piece of advice I'm going to put you on the spot here that you would give somebody who says, we've got to to do something. Something's got to give in my family.
1: Oh, that is on the spot. Let's see. (laughs) Probably the first thing is stop building more debt. I mean, just stop. I mean, you are where you are, you know, you can't undo what you've done, but you can keep it from getting worse. So the first thing I would say is, is you've got to stop using the credit cards, stop, you know, you just cut them up. I mean, they're not helpful. They're not helping you do anything. Um, and, and just begin to take steps to make a change. You know, it starts with making a budget and a lot of people say, Oh, the B word, the budget word, you know, nobody's going to tell me what to do with my money. But what people don't understand is a budget is you telling you what to do with your money. You know, you. know, you giving every dollar a name and saying you know this is what we're gonna spend this and this is how we're gonna spend this and this is how we're gonna spend this and then just sticking to it see getting out of debt or, or living below your means is it's not a math problem if, if everybody was doing math we wouldn't borrow money at 24% interest yeah, on our right. credit cards every month you know mm-hmm. it's not a math problem it's a behavior issue it's it's not being content with what you have or being patient enough to wait until you have the money to buy it um, and that's just our culture now and Absolutely. and on the other other side, it's, it's a whole, uh, you know, the, the banks have done an amazing job of marketing this, this idea of debt as a product where mm. you can't live without it you know, I've actually had parents call telling me that I've, uh, you know, what kind of cult are you running over there? Because I told their <laughs> student not to take out credit cards and not to take out student loans. And they're like, you're, you're telling my kid to join a cult. This is crazy. And I'm like, no, you can live without a credit score. It, it's not, it may not look like everybody else. You know, you might not be able to rent at, um, you know, that apartment complex, but you can find some granny with a, with a second garage apartment that you can rent for no problem you
0: know. it doesn't matter what your credit score is if you walk in and say I'm gonna pay you cash for this today most of the time that's true you know I mean unless you're trying to rent an apartment or something but at
1: some corporate place yeah. they, all they do is plug in the application numbers if you want to go buy a house and you put in oh, the down payment is the entire sure amount. I'm paying a hundred percent down on my house right. you know they'll, they'll take your money yeah. and give you the keys mm-hmm. um, but there are still you know mortgage companies that do manual underwriting that you don't have to have a credit score you have have to have two years of a good job. You have to have, you know, people don't realize by paying your utilities on time, you're building your credit. It may not report to the credit unions or the credit uh, bureaus, but it's still building your credit. Um, have a good healthy down payment, um, and find somewhere. Cause you know, the, the FICO score has only been around since like the seventies. Hmm. People were building and buying mortgages long before then, uh, banks just had to do the, the legwork to get the paperwork through and decide, are you really worthy of loaning money to? And so it is possible to live without a credit card, without, you know, a credit score and, and without debt. And it's a lot more freeing because
0: you can, you have money, can make decisions. I think you hit sort of the nail on the head too when you use the word content. And one thing that has really kind of been eye opening for me or really enlightening for me and my family, since we've done medical missions in third world countries, is how much, how happy you can be with so little. Oh, sure. And you come back home and you're like, I don't need all this stuff mm-hmm. this stuff is sort of suffocating it is to me in a way so when you start sort of changing your mindset about contentment and the ha- to have or not have or whatever it really it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in how you spend your money it did day to day
1: we um Actually experienced this over Christmas. I have a five-year-old, and um, up until this point, my husband and I we, we've been debt-free for three and a half years now, except for our house. So we awesome. we're living this ourselves. But we've only we made a decision when he was first born to just not overload him with Christmas presents. You know, I mean, we do Santa um, now that he's old enough to figure out what that is. We do one or two things from Santa, and then one or two things from us, and then and then that's it. You know, because he doesn't need that much stuff. And then we have the grandparents and the in-laws and everybody else that buy stuff for him too. And this year we were were, um, blessed enough to have some hand-me-down toys. He's, he's a Thomas, the train fan. Awesome. Um, and these were their, their secondhand toys, but they are nice. I mean, die cast metal, the, the, good knife, stuff. the good stuff, yeah. right? And so um, I had all this all these and, and, and we gave him a lot this year at Christmas. Way more than I even almost felt comfortable giving him. And it took him three and a half hours to open presents. Not that there were that many things, but he would open something and then he'd want to play with that one thing yeah. for thirty minutes. And then and then, well, buddy, there's more. Come open and, and he'd open that and oh my gosh. And I, at the end of the day we look around and there are stuff everywhere. <laughs> And he's playing with the box in the corner. I mean, right. how many times has that happened? And so it just really made something in my heart check a little bit and say, this is why we don't over, you know, we don't need to overspend. He's just as happy with the one thing we get him or the two things we get him and he appreciates it. And anyway, that was
0: just a lesson that we learned this Christmas firsthand on, on the idea of stuff. Um, same thing sort of happened at our, or a similar thing happened at our house. It's been really telling to me. I said, okay, we're gonna um, clean out toys. Christmas is coming, mm-hmm. we're going to clean out toys. So we got my daughter's room cleaned out. which She doesn't do a lot of toy toys. She has some dolls and Barbies and LOLs and little things like that, art supplies. Everything's in its own little container. We just kind of cleaned out the, the junk, put everything back mm-hmm. in its container, and put it up. My son, on the other hand, he la- there are matchbox cars <laughs> coming out of the ears. Legos, balls of every sort, swords, uh, wrestling belts, you know, just... You got a son. You get just Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. everywhere. We took every toy in our house from the bonus room, which is kind of a playroom. We had a basket in the living room of toys. We had tub toys in you know my bathroom, his bathroom. Every toy we could find, we took it to his room and we piled it on his rug. He's got like a matchbox car Mm -hmm. rug. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like a racetrack. Piled it on the rug. And that's as far as we got with the cleaning out. <laughs> I mean, really. we were It's just been it's crazy. Exhausting. It's been busy. But we got everything on the road. It's been about five weeks. Everything's still on the road. Mm-hmm. He's gotten maybe one or two things off the top. His favorite football, his uh, Star Wars lightsaber, his matchbox cars. Oh, that's, that's it. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm like, I need to just put all of this junk in a... In the in a garbage can and mm-hmm. haul it off like he has not missed it it's just amazing how, how much you accumulate you oh, accumulate yeah. and how little you really need how much your kids mm-hmm. how little your kids really need
1: yeah and we started something when layton was little my mother-in-law got us a a bin it was like a toy box it's um cloth side you can probably buy them at target and it has three compartments and we started when he was little and said okay this is our toy box when this is full we get rid of toys. Like we're not spilling out into everywhere. We're not having four different toy boxes. Like this is it. And now that he's a little bit bigger, his toys are bigger. So we have some grace there. But but that's still been our, our rule and he's got tracks in one and trains in one and everything else in the other. Um, but when that starts to overflow, then we start cleaning out. And I'll make him part of the process and say, yeah. Hey buddy, you don't play with this toy anymore. And I bet there's another kid that really would like to play with mm-hmm. this toy. Can we give this to another kid? He'll say, you No, know, mommy, I, I wanna play with that one again. And I'll say, Okay, we'll keep it. Well, what about this toy? No, we can give that to another kid, and so he's actually learning making the boundaries, decisions. Yeah. you know, and, so what and, we did and making decisions and, this year.
0: And like we and, have bags, like Santa bags, <laughs> and they have to put toys in there for them to get anything from oh, Santa. Oh, nice! So then we donate the toys beforehand. in the bags beforehand. That's, That's a great. really good idea. to mm-hmm. so get that rid of it. That is a really good idea. I love it. Another little thing that has changed my life, and this—I mean, this is probably going to sound crazy to people, but—is um, Walmart grocery pickup. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I save so much money, whether it's Walmart or Kroger, whatever, not and browsing. we eat at home. We eat so much yeah. better because I sit down, I plan meals, for, I look mm-hmm. at the calendar, see what we got going on this week, who's got practice games, whatever, meetings, whatever it is. I plan meals, and then I make a grocery list, mm-hmm. and I put that grocery list in the cart, set my pickup time. I'm not in the store buying junk. Oh, yeah. Picking up this and that, browsing, mm-hmm. thinking of things I need, it saves oh, yeah. a ton of money. for It our is family. a huge budget saver for sure, and it keeps
1: you on task. It keeps you focused. Um, and and some people I've heard from some moms say, "Well, I just feel so guilty, like I'm I'm you know cheating myself or cheating the system by doing this," or or they feel lazy or something. No, 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 no. This is made for
0: you. Use it. It's wonderful. And it'll help you stay on budget. I talk mm-hmm. to everybody. So every time I go to Walmart grocery pickup, I get out and I help them, you know, load the car whatever. And I'm just chit-chatting with them. And that one service in Bremen, Georgia has, I don't even remember how many, how, what number of jobs that created for people at Walmart. Because they hire people to pick the groceries, mm-hmm. the people to take it out. Like it, it creates, so I feel good about it. I good. feel good. Yeah. It's good for my family. <laughs> it's helped create jobs. Mm-hmm. Like I tell them all the time, outside of my husband, kids, Jesus, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you mm-hmm. so. Well, any
1: last words of wisdom? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing is just when you're when you're dealing with your debt, when you're dealing with your finances, you you might not have any debt, but still feel underwater with your finances. The biggest thing is, is there's no, uh, it's easy to feel shame around the idea of finances that, that maybe you've made some mistake and now you can't face your family or you can't, you don't even want to open the bills and see how much is really there because it's just too embarrassing or whatever, but just, it's not going to get better if you don't address it, you know, just like medical things, you know, sure. if, if you have an illness, it's not going to get better unless you actually address it and do something different. And so I just encourage, you know, you can reach out to me. Like I said, I have a Facebook page, Wilson means business on Facebook. You can, you know, reach out to us. We do personal counseling. We do financial counseling through Midway church, but the biggest thing is just start wherever you are, just start, you know, whether that's, you know, you know, stop using credit cards, um, start prioritizing your spending, you know, what are you going to spend your money on? And is that really something that you need to spend money on? And it's hard because sometimes we parents have made decisions in our lives that put us in a situation that now is affecting our kids. And there's a lot of guilt there. Like I can't sign my kid up for rec ball because X, Y, and Z, or I can't send my kid on this field trip because X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, they're learning more from you taking care of your finances than by hiding it. You know, one example... Well, a lot
0: of marriages are destroyed by financial strain, Mm -hmm. so...
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's the number one cause of... divorce in North America is money fights and money problems. This is not a new thing. It's, it's killing families everywhere, destroying marriages, you know, stealing futures from the kids, you know, because the parents are in the sandwich generation where the, the grandparents are in nursing home the parents are taking care of. The kids are in college and then the parents are still paying for their own college. Right. You know, and it just creates a huge financial mess that nobody's talking about and nobody's dealing with. So, I would just say, don't worry about the shame. Don't worry about the guilt. You've already done the thing. So, let's just take care of it. You know, put your grown up pants on and move on with your life.
0: Yeah. Get a plan. Get a plan. And these classes, I mean, you like I said, they can reach out to you. You do the counseling. There mm-hmm. are lots. There's some churches mm-hmm. um, that do these same classes. Um, um,
1: there is a, a small um, attendance fee, you know, you, to, sure. to get the materials and everything for these classes. But you can just go to the library, get Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover, and it'll tell you everything you're going to get in the class. Um, if you're motivated enough and, and determined and enough, of course. Enough and enough. Yeah. To but just I get think started. being
0: honest with yourself, your spouse, whomever mm-hmm. you need to be honest with about whatever Gotta your situation is. talk about is, it. Is the the critical first step because once you're honest about it then you can make a plan mm-hmm. and then you can put those action steps
1: and a lot of times place. it's not quite as bad as you feel like it is right you know I've, I've sat down with couples before and, and they'll lay out everything and they're you know in tears and I just can't breathe and and then we lay out everything and say okay well in three months you're, you're back in the in the black like I mean this is not a big deal we have we take this step and this step and this step and they sit back and they take a breath and they're like wow that wasn't as bad as I thought it was, you yeah. know, or, or just naming it and, and just saying like, this is where we are. These are the hard decisions we're going to have to make. You have
0: to decide if you're going to do that or not. And one thing, you know, like we love to travel, but if it means like this year, we're not going to travel mm-hmm. and your kids may be bummed. They'll get over it. They'll get over it. And they're learning a good lesson about mm-hmm. sometimes you have to sacrifice to make, absolutely to make, you know, things right. And then you're in a much better position and then you can uh, take great year. vacations yeah, yeah, after that. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, um, you have a baby on the way. Yes, we do. A little boy. A little boy coming in
1: May. Two days after graduation <laughs> is our due date. So let's see if we make it. Knowing <laughs> you,
0: I bet you'll make it. I know. bet you'll make it. We'll see. Well, congratulations. Thanks Thank so much you. for coming on today. Thank you day. for having me. Thanks, Thanks for, for sharing your wisdom. And we hope it helps some of you guys too. Wilson means business. Yes. If you want to reach out to Amanda Facebook. about that. Guys, until next week, y'all stay healthy. Bye.